Yo, what is good, Sixer Nation? Welcome back on in to Philly Take with RB Live Edition of the show, Sixers Offseason Official. Live talking late night Sixer news, bombs dropping left and right. We're only getting started. The offseason has just begun, but man, it's always drama filled. There is a lot to get into, man. We have James Harden, Joel B, Doc Rivers making some interesting comments. Nick Nurse met with James Harden, Bradley Beal getting traded. Should the Sixers be interested? Could Tobias Harris be moved? How about Maxi? Would you throw him in a deal? There is so much to talk about. We'll be breaking it down all live here on the show as we always do. It's been a couple weeks. Had to take a little hiatus from the streaming, man. But we've been pumping out the content. The videos don't stop. And uh, man, we are here and it's good to be back. Trust me, the content will only ramp up. And as always, man, the people out there listening in, tuning in, if you're in here, drop a comment right now. Let me know you're in the building. Let me know you're in the house and you're sticking around for the offseason, man. Drop a like on the show. Once again, welcome on in to Philly Take with RB. Tonight's show sponsored by Manta Sleep. Go get your Manta Sleep Mass Pro. Go improve your sleeping, man. Like, you, you got to try it out, man. I know you're like me, and you're out there, man. You're just, you're struggling. You're thinking too much about the Sixers. You're, you're popping up tweets on your phone. Block everything out, man. Get the Manta Sleep Mask Pro. Go down to the description. Click the link. Use promo code Philly Take. Get 10% off, man. How's everybody doing? How's everybody feeling, man? Are we over it yet? It's been a month. One month to the day. That the Sixers were eliminated. Obviously, the season ended a few days ago. The Nuggets are NBA champions. And now it is time for the offseason where a lot is going to happen. A lot's going down. A shout out to people real quick. Shout out to our channel members, beloved and beautiful in the house. We have Cat on the Moon. What's up? Says, did you listen to Doc Rivers' interview? I listened to the whole thing. This show tonight, we have a lot of material to discuss. Because that's one thing I noticed in the offseason. You don't just get one little dabble of news. No, you get a whole blob of it in your face. You get a whole mush of news. You get 10 articles, 10 pieces of breaking news, 10 rumors at one point. You can never just get one thing at a time. So we have a lot to get into. But yeah, I listened to the entire interview and, and that'll be something we talk about a lot here tonight. Shout out to all the channel members. If you guys want to become a member, click the link pinned in the chat. Shout out to Philly Shad. What's up? S. Dot, what up? Says offseason heating up. Xavier Bradford, what's up? Z, we got Jim, Brandon, Andre, what's up, everybody? Joseph, Petey, what's up? Adi, what's up? How confident are you in the Philadelphia 76ers right now? Guys, before we jump into the news, because we have a lot to get it, get into. We might even open the phone lines for a little bit. I know there's probably some people out there dying to, to call in, give your thoughts. We'll engage the chat. We'll ask some questions. In case you missed it, I have to give, give one 
piece of, you know, news here, but also I need a favor from the people out there. Let me pull this up real quick. Tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern time, maybe you'll be working, maybe you're in school, maybe you're doing absolutely nothing. If you are available, come on over to the Bleacher Report app. We are doing one of the biggest things we've done yet through this channel tomorrow. We are hosting a show on Bleacher Report tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern time on the Bleacher Report app. I will drop the link right here in the chat. All you have to do is download the app, 100% free. Just come on over, go to the Sixers tab, and tap in. We will be hosting a show tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the top Sixer trades for this offseason and actual realistic trades that they can make. Over on Bleacher Report tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Do not miss it. We will be there. Philly Take with RB, Bleacher Report. Let's go. All right, man. Let's see. We got John B. in the chat says, 30K, remember when you were a young buck. Congrats, man. Sixers are frustrating. It's Maxi and Embiid and who? We have to wait and see, man. Jamie Slack, what's going on? Daryl Cunningham, what's good? What is good? All right. Let's talk about the Sixers. Let's get into all of it. So I was listening to the podcast on my way home today, long drive, and I was like, all right, let me sit down and listen to what everybody's stirring up about Doc Rivers. He went on the Bill Simmons podcast. If you know who Bill Simmons is, not well-liked, but you know, obviously a prominent face in the NBA world, right? He's always in the news for something. He's a Celtics fan, and he had Doc Rivers on his podcast to just talk about everything. I mean, they talked about the finals and the nuggets and all this. And then they got into Joel Embiid and James Harden and the Sixers failures, which was the last like 30 minutes. And it's what we really wanted to hear about. And I'm here to tell you right now, if you can read between the lines a little bit, if you can add two and two together, all right, James Harden was the reason Doc Rivers got fired. James Harden wasn't the only reason, but he was the reason Doc Rivers got fired. You could say James Harden got Doc Rivers fired. Now, I'm not saying Doc didn't deserve to be fired. I'm not saying, you know, when you don't hit your results, when you don't hit goals, somebody's got to go, right? Like, we know that. But James Harden is the reason. And I'm going to tell you why. So here's what Doc Rivers said on the podcast about James Harden. He was asked about coaching him and you know, his failures in the playoffs and things like that, how this season went down. Here's what Doc Rivers said about James Harden. He said it was, quote, challenging coaching James Harden. Quote, it was challenging, more because we were fighting two things and not like visually fighting. James was so good at playing one way and the way I believe you have to play to win in some ways is different because it's a lot of giving up the ball, moving the ball and coming back to the ball. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Doc Rivers says that it was hard coaching James Harden. And if you listen to more context of the podcast, it's not that Doc is throwing him under the bus and saying that he's not efficient and things like that. Essentially, Doc Rivers is saying that early in the season, James Harden was more of a facilitator. He was getting his teammates involved. And then later on, as things develop, almost James kind of you know got in his own way by trying to, you know, build up some of the old James Harden. He tried to recycle some of the old James Harden 
and take more shots and score more rather than being that team first point guard. Do you agree or disagree with that? I don't know if I can agree 100% with that. I think James Harden had a fantastic regular season, but that is what Doc Rivers is attributing when it comes to James Harden and his playoff failure. He was talking about how he wanted to coach him when he was younger, and he said, you know, I wish I had James when he was younger because now he's old. And, you know, giving up the ball, trying to get the ball back and score, it just it, it wears and tears on your body. And he essentially kind of said, like, he can't be that guy anymore. And I agree with that. He can't be that guy. I don't know if that was his intention. I think James Harden kind of bought into his identity. I think he bought into that mentality all year. But at the end of the day, they just did not come out with the mentality needed to win. And I don't know. I mean, it's, it's an interesting point by Doc Rivers. Now, I want to jump into a, a little bit more, but take a step back at the same time, because here is what Doc Rivers said after game seven. So this was from Jake Fisher, and, th- and this came out about a week ago or maybe a couple weeks ago before the Sixers even hired Nick Nurse. Jake Fisher always has the little intel behind the scenes, and he originally put this out where he said that several members of Doc Rivers' staff have pointed to all-star point guard James Harden, whom league personnel are expecting to decline his player option in search of a long-term contract as a driving force behind Rivers' departure. They talked to Doc Rivers, and he said, you know, the, the relationship was bumpy. Remember when they asked James about it, and he said it was okay. You can tell something was not right between those two. As it went on, we heard a little more behind the scenes, like Doc, you know, tried to push him a little bit. He tried to challenge him you know, to not go out so much on the weekends and not party and live that lifestyle. And apparently James did not like it. And, you know, what it came down to is those two just did not see eye to eye. And it is clear as day at this point. However, the article that came out today gave more insight into the situation. This was on Philly Sports Network. And they were talking about James Harden. And it says, what role did Harden play in Doc's dismissal? Now, listen up to this. Let me know what you think about this. Is this facts or fluff? According to a source close to the situation, Harden met with both Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers shortly after Game 7. Again, this is new information. We have not heard this yet. During this interaction, Harden vehemently expressed his disapproval of Rivers as the team's head coach moving forward. He was so passionate about Doc Rivers being dismissed that he made it clear that a future with both of them in Philadelphia was simply not possible. Joel Embiid was not present for this interaction. Do you buy this? Do you believe this? Because all we've been hearing about is, is James Harden going back to Houston? Is James Harden resigning? What does James Harden want? We have so many different things from all angles, but... It's a lot of stress and pressure on the Sixer Nation because I'm telling you right now, I I don't know if you guys realize this or not, right? I've been sitting back for a couple weeks talking about different trades and stuff. You do realize that James Harden's decision makes up the entire offseason, kind of like it did last year. But this time, it's to an even greater extent. Why? The Sixers have no draft picks. They have zero in this draft. If James Harden walks... What do you do? What do you do? What star is going, are you going to get in a sign and trade? Who is going to agree to a sign and trade for James Harden? Why wouldn't he just walk and get more money and pick where he wants to go? 
You know what I mean? Does does Houston have a star in return that you can equally match? I wouldn't say so. You're looking at Joel Embiid, who's going to be 30 years old. You're looking at Tyrese Maxey, who's trying to take a step. You still have that that annoying contract of Tobias Harrison away. You have no draft picks. You're bringing in a new coach who is here to expect the win. If James Harden does not resign and you can't get anything in return, what do you do? You're kind of doomed at that point. So all this talk about James Harden is just going to hang over the Sixers' head. Once you find out what happens with James Harden, then you can figure out what else to do. Let me ask you this. Is, is James Harden returning the most favorable outcome at this point? When you look at the, the lean free agent market and you hear some of these other names out there, is there anybody that you would want over James Harden to kind of lead the offense with Joel Embiid right now? Let me know what you think about that. Because honestly, it's hard to come up with one. There's not a lot of stars out there right now. But this is what we heard in terms of James Harden and Doc Rivers. And the fact that the matter is that they did not see eye to eye. Now, Doc Rivers had to go. Somebody had to go, right? After you lose in the second round again. And Doc Rivers talked a lot on his podcast. And by the way, I was laughing for a good amount of this show. I don't know if you listen to it or not, but I would recommend you do so. I was laughing for a lot of this show. Doc Rivers has a lot of blame in this. And if you listen to that podcast, he still thinks he did nothing wrong. He talked many times about how he's a very good coach. He talked about Joel's shortcomings and James' shortcomings and the team. But he talked about building up a dynasty. And, and you know, he said that he changed the culture. Doc Rivers changed the culture to Sixers. Where? You're in the same damn spot as when you came in. How did you change the culture? And then he, he, he ended it off by saying, oh, well, if they, if they just continue to change the culture, if they keep developing, you know, they can win. But if they don't, then they're not going to win. What? What? When did you change the culture, Doc? He said that's what Elton Brand told him in the opening uh, interview. He said, we, we're bringing you here to change the culture. You didn't change anything. You're in the same spot, man. I don't know. Doc Rivers came off again, very cocky and conceited, and he still thinks he didn't do anything wrong. It's crazy. If you asked him, Doc, how much blame do you hold in this team losing? I don't know if he would say 1%. I'm being honest with you. Listen to that interview. And the funniest part of the interview, just as a side note, he said with his time off, he's going to do TV and radio and, and things like that, podcasting. And he said that he's going to go to some football practices and basketball practices. And he said he doesn't want to make the basketball practices too big of a commotion. You know why? Because he said the media essentially is going to start drama about him trying to take a head coaching job from someone else. Like the team is going to be so enticed by Doc Rivers that they're going to start saying, oh, well, Doc might take over as XX coach or whatever. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Doc? You're on the last leg. He thinks it's an automatic that he's coming back next year. He said he's taking a gap year. <laughs> oh, man, it was, it was funny. It was funny to listen to, to be honest. And Bill Simmons was gassing his head up. He was gassing him up. Anyway, that's what I wanted to talk about. In addition to that, Doc Rivers spoke on Joel B because, again, it wasn't Doc Rivers' fault, not at all. It was not one ounce of Doc Rivers' fault that the Sixers lost for three years. 
Here's what he had to say about Joel Embiid. What do you think about this? He talked about Joel's shortcomings in the playoffs, and, and Bill Simmons said, well, what does Joel have to do to get over that hump? What does he have to do to be like the Joker? Doc Rivers says, quote, number one, he has to be healthy. In the playoffs, and this was the healthiest, but he still wasn't 100%. Then number two for Joel is he's got to make all his players better in the playoffs, and Joel, his numbers are unfair. If you look at his numbers in the last three years in the playoffs compared to the regular season, they're not very good. But a lot of that is due to injuries. I agree with that. The first year I had him, he hurts his knee. The next year, he hits his face and tears ligaments in his hand. And then this year, he has a knee injury, and he was never the same once he came back this year. So health is number one. The second thing is Joel. He has the ability. I stayed on him daily. See what I mean? How he's throwing in? I stayed on him. He has the ability to make his teammates better. And when he does it, if you look at our games this year, when he did that and dominated, it's hard to go away from Joel Embiid. It really is. He's got to do that on a consistent basis, not just on the court, but also off the court. Just be around the guys and spend time with your guys and let them know that you love them because they love you. So is Doc Rivers saying here that Joel Embiid has no leadership skills whatsoever? Because maybe this does have some truth to it. I'm going to be honest with you. It's been one month now since the Sixers were eliminated in Game 7. I'm not going to get over it until next year's playoffs. Maybe that sounds asinine to you, but... I can go out losing, all right? And obviously, we just saw Joker and that team win a championship. Shout out to them. But I will not get that sick, pitiful feeling out of my stomach of watching Joel and James go out there and not even give it a a fighter's chance. All right, they didn't. Game six, and I don't know if you realize how close this team was. They were minutes away. Jason Tatum was ice cold. The Sixers should have won that series. Everybody thought this could be the year. They had the personnel to do it. They just folded. They were minutes away from getting over the hump, and they didn't. And that's just how sports are. That's the nature. I mean, you know, games are decided. Series, careers are decided over little moments like that. And everything could have been different. If you didn't choke in game six on your home floor, it, it is it is terrible, terrible, terrifying, and it's going to sit with me for a long time. It is going to sit with me watching Joel go five for 18 in game seven and not care. The Sixers were blasted in that game. James Harden, three for 11. They were outscored by leading scorer Tobias Harris. That cannot happen. I mean, it's, it's going to sit with me for a long time. Like I said in the video yesterday, Joel Embiid has a lot to look in the mirror at, and he's got to get better in every way. I do agree with what Doc said in the podcast about, you know, Joel's got to be able to move the ball quicker and make his teammates better, not just himself, but his teammates. I agree with that. But Doc, you have blame in this as well. You have blame in this as well. Because all the great things that Doc Rivers said, he didn't preach them himself. You didn't change anything. But anyway, that, that's, that's how I feel about it. Legendary Boars member for 24 months. Thank you very much. Says, I don't know how Doc never figured it out. What a bum. I think Doc did good things for Joel's career, but at the end of the day, Doc Rivers was known for not being able to get past the second round again ever since 2008. And of course, he brought that up multiple times. But 
you know, it's it just, you're in the same place. You're in the same exact spot as when you left and that cannot happen. And you look at all these opportunities that you wasted many, many good opportunities. Joel Embiid is going on 30. He's going on 30 years old. It is now or never. It is now or never. So what do you guys think in the chat? Let me know. Should James Harden return to the Sixers? Should the Sixers sign James Harden? What is the max deal that you would do for James Harden? I honestly think at this point, again, you're in a a, a tough place, right? You're in a very tough spot because if James Harden leaves, like how do you get your team in championship contention next year? Maybe in the long term, it's good, but we can't sit here and act. Like, Joel Embiid has, you know, 10 to 12 years left. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Daryl says, need to turn the Sixers into the Nuggets on the East Coast. The Nuggets built the right way, though. They utilized their draft picks, and they all developed, and they gave them time, patience, and they were the right players. All the Sixers draft picks that they accumulated turned into nothing. And that speaks to a lot of, of development. It speaks to a lot of development, which is a perfect transition into our next category here. The Philadelphia 76ers went out and signed another assistant coach today. They are bringing Rico Hines into the staff with Nick Nurse. They signed Bobby Jackson the other day. We covered that. Rico Hines had been a part of Nurse's staff with the Raptors. He's a former player development coach who has worked his way to a front-of-the-bench assistant. Yes! Yes! Player development. You don't even have to read the rest. One of the major issues with the Sixers is lack of player development. Rico Hines is especially in player development. He specializes in that. You go and get Bobby Jackson who had the best record in the G League last year, and you get Rico Hines, who is a Raptors assistant. We know how all those guys blossom. He's been with Nick Nurse, knows him like the back of his hand, and he develops players. He literally runs his own uh, training thing every year, his own scrimmages, his own whatever you want to call it, right? Do we not remember the infamous? Yes, sir. Do we not remember the infamous video last year? that we had to sit down and break down and analyze. Do we remember this? The Rico Hines runs with James Harden and Scotty Barnes. Do we remember this? This is the Rico Hines runs led by Rico Hines, who's the Sixers assistant coach. He literally hosts his own runs, his own tournament type thing here. So that, this, that, that players can get together and work. This is amazing. This is amazing. I don't know why this video is buffering like this, but Rico Hines is the new assistant coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. And he has a close relationship with that man right there, James Harden. So does that lead you to believe that James could be back? What do you think about that? Did they try to, you know, pull a little a trick piece here and like, all right, let's go get some more ammunition to inspire James Harden to want to return to this team. If you remember, James Harden, Scotty Barnes going at it. Harden's always at these runs, so I don't know. What do you think about that? Here's what Nick Nurse had to say about Rico Hines in September. Austin Krell put it on Twitter. Quote, 
He's as good as there is in the business in player development. Guys trust him. He can command an entire gym, not with just one player, but with 60 in it. And wait for it. Here's my favorite quote about Rico Hines. Kyle Newbeck puts it on Twitter. Legendary UCLA pickup games to Nick Nurse's staff. His approach to those games provides a snapshot of his coaching style. Quote, respect my gym or don't come the F back. The Sixers absolutely nailed this. I had an idea. I predicted it that he could be on this staff. But man, they got it done already. Respect my gym or don't come the F back. Could you imagine pulling up to a Sixers practice? Somebody's lollygagging. They're walking around. This guy is going to go up to him and say, yo, get the F out until you come back with the right mentality. Sixers had great assistants the last couple years. Sam Cassell, Dave Yeager. But Doc Rivers is the type of disciplinarian. He's the type of head honcho where it's like, all right, I'm Doc Rivers. You guys are great, but sit back and listen to my orders. Obviously, he didn't say that, you know, word for word, but that's who Doc Rivers is. You can hear it with the way he talks. Like, it's his his order, his system, right? Sam Cassell probably left because he thinks he can get a head coach job. He's been under Doc so long. And, and what, why? Why hasn't he ever elevated to becoming a coach? Because Doc Rivers doesn't give him the flexibility to do things. Not with Rico Hines. Nick Nurse respects his guys. I like that. I like that. Shout out to Hayden Azanara with the $10 super chat. He says, I saw a report that said Daryl Morey obviously wants James Harden, but it isn't the end of the world if he does not. Have to think that he has something up his sleeve. Might have to look at Bradley Beal if that happens. Hayden, a great point. Appreciate the support. We are actually about to get to that video and that point. And that point. So let's talk about that. By the way, everybody in here, shout out to you. Hit the like button if you're in here. Guys, almost 300 people in here. Get this to 100 likes. Thank you all for being in the show. Give me your thoughts. Chime in in the chat. How are you feeling about all this Sixers stuff, man? How are you feeling? I want to talk real quick about Nick Nurse because we talked about Doc Rivers for the last time. And Nick Nurse talked about James Harden. Isn't it funny all these guys going on these podcasts, man? Isn't it funny? Doc Rivers, you know, talking talking up a storm. And then you have Nick Nurse, who was on the Hoop Collective with Brian Windhorse, and he met with James Harden. This is a good sign if you are someone that wants James Harden back. Now, again, James's decision is monumental. Maybe they're trying to sway him in the right, right uh, direction. But Nick Nurse sat down and met with James. They talked about everything, about the vision for this team. And listen to what Nick Nurse had to say about James Harden. Uh, yeah, we, I did meet with him. Um, really good talk. I mean, you guys, you guys obviously know him and have talked to him quite a bit. He's, he's an intelligent uh, player, man. He's an intelligent player. He, he sees a lot in the game. And, and just, you know, when, when he, we talk about things, he kind of same thing, almost like, a, you know, he says, how do you, how'd you see it? <laughs> how do you see our team? And what'd you, how'd you, what'd you think of the playoffs? And, you know, just kind of start talking basketball. 
and he's very enjoyable to talk basketball with. Um, like I said, very, very smart and had a, and a lot of experience, a lot of success. Um, and I would say, you know, the same thing. I mean, it is a deadly, you know, inside outside combination. It is a deadly pick and roll combination combination. And just what other things can we do to, to polish, what other areas of, of the offensive side can we, can we do to polish that, make, make them even more efficient, not, not in those kind of actions, but maybe other actions, you know? Um, and then, you know, what's the best thing we can do defensively to, to max those guys out. I'll tell you what, man, I, I really like listening to Nick nurse talk basketball. Cause he actually talks basketball, you know, it's not a, come on guys, or a, we got to do this, or I know what I'm doing. Like he actually breaks things down and he kind of just alluded to a lot of what Doc was talking about, but never did, you know, putting them in different actions, different sets, even though he's older playing defense, thinking about that side of the ball. I think it's a good sign that Nick nurse met with James Harden, that James was willing to meet with him, sit down, talk strategy, talk vision. Cause again, I still don't believe, let me know what you think. I still don't believe that James Harden is done competing. I think he wants to try to win a championship. And when he looks at his options, Philadelphia is obviously in a much better position to do that than Houston. Like they, again, as bad as it was of a collapse, as annoying as it was, you can pencil in the Sixers to get to the second round. They just need to get past this damn threshold, this obstacle, this barrier that's been in the way And if they do, I have a feeling they could break off a run, especially with Nick Nurse. So I think James is is evaluating, weighing, like, do I still want to try to do this at the highest level, or do I just want to make the money sit back and, you know, appreciate all my other accomplishments? But I think it's good, because I think Nick Nurse, you know, they talk about him being stubborn and over the top. I think he knows how to connect with his players. And I know Raptor fans will look at that and say, oh, no way, no way, no way. It is just natural, you know, tendency from a human being. Like when you like when you listen to Nick Nurse, you can pick up right away. The guy knows what he's talking about. Guy knows what he's talking about. Right. So, you know, James probably enjoys that more than a conversation he may have had with Doc Rivers, where, you know, the first practice Doc Rivers is saying, well, we want you to be this way. Even Doc said it on that podcast earlier, he said, We want you to be this way. James had to play the way I wanted him to play. Nick Nurse is kind of, you know, building into that communication with James Harden where it's like, this is going to be a we thing. And I think that's good. I think that's good. Daniel Morai with the $5 super chat. He says, I just think if Harden is commanding too much money, Beal is the way to go. He can get you 50 and we've seen it firsthand. What do you guys think about that? We're going to talk about Bradley Beal. Trust me. Like I said, we have a lot of material to get through. Um, I do agree with you, Daniel, that, you know, you still have to stand up and handle business. And that's been my main thing. Daryl Morey has to separate the friendship from the business side. Yes, the Sixers want to compete. Yes, they still want to be in contention. But if James Harden is, you know, intent on, I want $40 million, four years, and I'm not doing anything else. Okay, gotta let it gotta let it go. You have to make the tough decision from your friendship and say, all right, you know, we we just can't do that. We can't do that, James. It's not in our budget. It's not in our future. Because if you do that, you are crippling the franchise for multiple seasons. 
James can still be a productive player, but not for that amount. He's not going to be that guy for that amount. So we'll see how that goes, man. But also I wanted to, uh, to touch on here because, we're, again, we're, we're getting a lot of conflicting reports. And here is what John Clark said earlier today on Twitter. Again, we got a plethora. We just got a, a dump of news. An NBA league source tells me the desired outcome for the Sixers is to do a deal with James Harden that makes sense in the short and long term for both sides. Don't really know what that means. It's kind of uh, contradicting there. But, you know, I think they are looking at this from a financial approach as well. Like, you know, we, we need to figure this out. James, if you don't want to be a part of this and buy in again and sacrifice, okay. Okay. But then we hear from Brian Windhorse on ESPN's NBA Today, and he says the Sixers are not, quote, desperate for James Harden. Sounds like Maury and company are more than prepared for a pivot if Harden walks. What do you guys think about that? Who do you believe? Is Brian Windhorse in the deal zone again? Is Brian Windhorse 100% on the money? Because last time he was at the trade deadline two years ago, everything he said was true. Everything Perkins said was true. Brian Windhorse has been standing his ground that the Sixers are not hungry for James Harden. They're willing to take him back. They're willing to eat a meal, but they're not starving. They're not starving. Do you buy what Brian Windhorse is saying right now? And again, if you guys have thoughts on this, man, feel free to call up the show. Feel free to call up the show. We can throw up the phone number, man, and maybe we'll take a few calls. We'll see, depending on how it goes. But um, let me go ahead and, uh, and put this up real quick. Guys, if you have not yet liked the show, thank you for being here. We are talking about a dump of Sixer news that has been coming out in the last yes, day or two. Yes, sir. $10 super chat from Hayden Azanaro. Thank you once again. Says, I think firing Doc Rivers was the right decision, but I don't like the fact that he got fired because of Harden when Harden is not even a guarantee. Got to dump the Tobias contract. Do you think Toby gets traded? Yeah, I think Tobias has to get traded. Because Tobias is going to be an expiring contract. And, and you're actually, again, Hayden, you're getting ahead of me here. I have a question for Sixer Nation in, in a few minutes, though. The main question of, of today's show. But I do think you have to trade Tobias Harris. Because if you go into next season, I'm worried that he's going to come out in the first month and a half. Right Here's what's going to happen. Here's, what's, here's what always happens. Tobias is going to come out in the first month and a half. He's going to play really good. He's going to knock down 41% from three. He's going to score 18.7 a game. He's going to be very efficient. He's going to start to get you know ahead of himself and, and really feel like he's that dude. And then midway in January, he's just going to sink back. And he's going to lose touches in the offense. And he's not going to be the same guy. And then... You're going to be stuck with them after the trade deadline. But the problem is, if you try to trade Tobias now, who is taking that contract and who wants it and what are they giving back? Are you getting better by giving up Tobias Harris? Something that I haven't heard proposed by anybody. What do you think if James Harden left, right? And Tobias Harris became the third option in the offense. He can't be the second option. We saw that clear as day in 2021 when Ben Simmons sat out. 
Could Tobias benefit from more touches in the offense? You have a lot of Tobias fanboys that'll say, yes, absolutely. I just don't know if he can do it consistently. I think there are nights that he can, but can Tobias be that guy? I don't know what it is, man. His game has very much frustrated me. I like him as a dude. I think he's a good presence in the locker room. And I think he could be beneficial to a team, you know, that is going into a rebuild because of his veteran leadership and for the fact that he will help clear cap space after this coming year. But with the Sixers who are trying to contend, we have seen it one too many times. You have to get rid of that contract. And it's not just getting rid of him, but it's what you could fill. You could fill the void that you are missing. What did the Denver Nuggets do? They got guys who bought into their role. For example, Aaron Gordon, right? People got mad when I put on Twitter, if the Sixers had Aaron Gordon, could they have made the championship? Aaron Gordon, back in Orlando five years ago, was was trying to be the guy. He was a fourth overall pick. What did he do when he came to Denver? He took his ego, threw it out the window, and he said, all right, what am I good at? Because I'm obviously not a number four overall pick. I've not lived up to that height. But what do I do good? I'm a dog. I get rebounds. I defend. And I can cut and I can do whatever you need. Because I'm playing with a skilled big man in Jokic. And Aaron Gordon took a step back and said, I'm going to just focus on exactly what I am good at. Here's the problem. Aaron Gordon doesn't need 20 touches a game to be efficient. Tobias Harris does. You get what I'm saying? If Tobias could be a spot-up shooter like he was in October and November, then fine. That would be great. But he didn't fulfill that for the entire season. That's not who he is. Tobias needs the ball in his hands. He needs to put it on the floor, get to the mid-range, and put up a little turnaround shimmy fade. Tobias needs to post up a smaller defender, turn, and put it up off the glass. That's what he does. So I don't think Tobias Harris fits in the offense. I don't think he fits, and I think he has to go by any means possible. By any means possible. What do you guys think about that? The Sixers need better role players, guys that will fill certain objectives around James Harden, maybe if he comes back, and Joel Embiid. And I'm not taking any responsibility away from James and Joel, but you just need those those pieces that will fill the margins like Denver has. Michael Porter, KCP, Bruce Brown, who can sprinkle in a little bit of everything. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. The last part of the show that we're going to get into is about Bradley Beal. I'm going to read a couple comments here. And I want to get your thoughts. If you want to call into the show and give a quick thought about James Harden coming back or Joel Embiid, Doc Rivers, or even Bradley Beal or whatever else, call into the show. Let me know. 508-924-3784. I saw a comment here. Uh, where was it at? Where was it at? I don't know where it went. Um, it was something about Tobias Harris. Superhero, what's going on? He says, Buddy Heald is my top wish. Buddy Heald could be an interesting swap there. I do think Tobias Harris has been linked to the Pacers before, and I think Buddy Heald would be an interesting swap. Prince Manito says it's time Toby needs to be moved. And B definitely needs an inside game and to go inside, says Philly. 
I think Joel Embiid just needs to be the best version of himself in multiple facets. I don't think Joel Embiid is, you know, losing as much stock as people think he is. I think because Jokic won the finals, the spotlight is on Joel, and that's for sure. And the way he went out and lost in Game 7 definitely will sit with him. The body language, things like that. Joel is a hell of a player. But he needs to stay healthy. He needs to do it consistently, and he needs to show up in the big games. That's what it is at this point. You're turning 30, man. You're not 25. They used to say, wait till he's 28. Well, now he's about to be 30. Now he's about to be 30. Sixers need a rebounder, lob threat, and a steady outside shooter. Exactly. They need a rebounder. Joel is not a natural rebounder. Yes, he can get 11 rebounds a game, but with his size, he should be able to get 14. Rebounding is not his main priority, and that's just the fact of it. That's the fact of it. All right, before we get into Bradley Beal, because we made a video a couple days ago, and a lot of news came out on Bradley Beal today. Let me ask Sixer Nation out there. Do you want Bradley Beal on the Philadelphia 76ers? I've gotten a lot on both sides from this. People keep asking me, RB, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Are we going to get Bradley Beal? Are we going to do this? First off, again, we can't do anything until James Harden decides what his future holds. But if James Harden does not come back to Philadelphia, is Bradley Beal the guy? Is he the option? I want to know your thoughts in the chat and let me know why. Call in if you want to. And we'll get to that in just a second. But before we do that, I got to tell you about the sponsor of tonight's show, Mantis Sleep. Shout out to Mantis Sleep, all my insomniacs out there. You need to check out this bad boy right here. When you're laying down at night, or maybe you're trying to take a nap in the middle of the day, your mind's wandering all over the place. You're about to fall asleep and you get that ding on your nightstand and your phone lights up and you're like, damn, I got to check this text message. This thing will solve your problems. True 100% blackout for deep sleep. C-shaped eye cups for unbeatable side sleep comfort. You can lay on your side back. Doesn't matter. Once you get used to this bad boy, you can't take it off because you finally can have your peaceful sleep and be within your own thoughts without getting distracted by everything else or having the light peek in your window or whatever it is. Advanced materials built into this thing. Great ventilation, great breathability. Very lightweight product goes right over the head. And once you get used to it, man, like I said, it's incredible. They have a bunch of different masks, the pro mask, the uh, cool mask, the steam mask, aroma mask. They have a bunch of different products that you can check out that can help guide your precious sleep. So go to mantasleep.com, click the link down below in the description, use promo code Philly, take get 10% off of your order. Don't doubt it, man. This thing is changing the game. A couple people already hit me up. They said, yo, RB, I got the Mantis Sleep Mask Pro. I couldn't figure out anything else to help cure my sleep consistently. Thank you. Thank you for showing me this product. So shout out to you if you uh, checked it out. All right, let's talk about Bradley Beal, man. Let's talk about Bradley Beal. Because it's interesting. We make the video a couple days ago, and then boom, a bomb comes out. Do you believe that Bradley Beal is going to leave the Washington Wizards? Finally, another guy that's about to be 30. Shams puts this out today. Just in the Washington Wizards and Bradley Beal will work together to find a trade for the three-time All-Star 
if the team elects to reset the roster in the near future, league sources tell me and Josh Robbins. Now, I like how he threw in the hypothetical. If, if they elect, the Washington Wizards are not going to win anything. I don't know why they haven't done it yet. They're wasting Bradley Beal. They're wasting future assets they could have as his value goes down. But maybe this is the time that they finally say, all right, we've been waiting for Beal, Lillard, all this, man. What's going on? Here's a follow-up from Woj. After completing the first season of a five-year, $251 million contract, Beal's unique standing as the NBA's only current player to have a no-trade clause negotiated into his deal gives him the ability to control not only possible destinations, but how a potential package to acquire Beal impacts his ability to play for a contender. Bradley Beal has a no-trade clause because he thought he was going to be in Washington till he was 57. I said this a couple days ago. I don't know what Bradley Beal's mindset is. Maybe he's happy with his money and his family and he likes Washington and you know he doesn't ever want to leave. Maybe. Maybe that's the deal. Maybe this is just you know, talking noise because there's not a lot of uh, stars available in free agency or trade. If the Washington Wizards are smart, they'll say, all right, we got to get you out of here, man. Bradley Beal was averaging 30 plus for a couple seasons. Then the last two years, he's been averaging 23 and a half. His value is declining. Is he a bad player? No. Is he what he was two to three years ago? Probably not. But he can still be very efficient. And the thing that I think people overlook with Bradley Beal is he has nothing to play for. He has absolutely nothing to play for. Right now, he is playing for a paycheck. No sniffing the playoffs. Not even close. They keep buying into this idea, oh, Washington's going to do this and be good. They got Chris Stapps, Kyle Kuzma. They stink. They stink. I would like to see Bradley Beal on a contender, not being the number one or two, but maybe the number three. Would he fit with the Philadelphia 76ers? I saw a lot of yeses. I saw a lot of noes in the chat. I'm telling you, people are split on this. People are split. If James Harden does not resign, should the Sixers try to trade for Bradley Beal? Or should they make this a gap year? Let Tobias' huge $40 million expire. Let James Harden go, obviously, and have a ton of cap space after next year to build around Tyrese and Joel. The tough thing about this is that Joel is going to be 30. You don't have time to waste. You brought a new coach here. I don't think the Sixers are going to wait back this year and say, eh, it is what it is. I don't think that's the case. I think they sold Nick Nurse this vision of we're going to go in, we're going to make what moves are necessary and try to win now. So if James Harden leaves, could I see Daryl Morey Dabbling into the conversation of Bradley Beal. Absolutely. Absolutely. However, I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's realistic. Why? You just saw it on the on the last tweet. Five-year, $251 million contract. Four years left on the extension. The guy is making $50 million a year. And what has he done to show you? that he can show up in the big moments. I know. I want to see him try it with a contender. I think Bradley Beal would be very good next to Maxie and Joel Embiid, but is he going to be enough? He has shown flaws as a defender. He has shown moments in games where he just clocks out and he doesn't take over as the guy. 
Yes, he can put up 40, he can put up 50. But in the crucial games and in crucial moments, I remember in that playoff series a couple years ago, he like there are just times where Bradley Beal just says, eh, maybe that's his inclined mentality to, to playing with Washington, who stinks. I like Bradley Beal. I wanted him a couple years ago. I thought he would have been perfect on this team. Yes, he can still go for 30. He can be better than Tobias Harris. He can absolutely be better than Tobias Harris. He can give you 25 some nights and 30 once in a while. But can Bradley Beal fit into his role with this offense? At one point, I almost feel that it would be a great fit. And then at the same time, I almost feel like, damn, I I don't know if he's that guy anymore. I don't know if he does enough in terms of what this Sixers team needs. So I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a tough thing. It's a tough thing, man. You know Damian Lillard's probably not leaving. And if he does, he's not coming to the Sixers. Now, John Clark put this out today. And this was kind of reported by a couple sources. The Sixers are not expected to be interested in Bradley Beal. The team believes Tyrese Maxey has all-star potential. I'll tell you this right now. If Tyrese Maxey has to be in the deal, absolutely not. I like Tyrese Maxey. I think it's so underrated, the fact that he's already been in multiple playoffs at age 22. He's been through the ringer. He's had to deal with the Ben Simmons stuff. He's had to deal with a bunch of stuff, ups and downs. Was Tyrese Maxey the most consistent? Absolutely not. But he is only going to get better. I think that Tyrese Maxey in a few years is going to be really, really, really good. I know that doesn't help right now. I still think he's very productive right now, but I would not trade him for Bradley Beal. No way. No way. I would not trade Tyrese Maxey for Bradley Beal. Now, the Bill Simmons report, the, you know, the the report, the rumor is that the Sixers could try to offer Tobias Harris, Furkan Korkmaz, and a first-round pick in 2030. You want to know how bad the Sixers are in terms of draft capital right now? How down bad they are? They're talking about offering a first-round pick in 2030. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Is basketball going to even exist in that year? Obviously, I'm joking, but come on, man. 2030. The Sixers are screwed in terms of draft capital, which is why they need to retain a player on the level of Harden or Bradley Beal or somebody, but it's just tough, man. You don't want to overpay. You don't want to overpay. And I think Tyrese Maxey is the one gem that you finally got right on the draft. And yes, Doc Rivers should have used his young players more. Don't even get me started on that right now. But you got to build from within the draft. The good teams have guys that are bred from within. Denver Nuggets for example, just showed you that you can build a team the right way in 2023 and win the championship. Almost all their guys were drafted. Yes, they got a couple pieces to put the cherry on top, but all their guys were drafted. They gave them time. They developed development. As bad as the Sixers are in terms of drafting, in terms of player evaluation, they've been awful in development. 
They've been awful in development. And they have no draft picks this year. Now, here is what has been said uh, on the other side. Chandler Parsons put this out a little while ago. Shout out to Sixer Daily. Chandler Parsons says, quote, I think Bradley Beal is a perfect fit for Joel Embiid. I know he's got the long-term deal with the Wizards, but he doesn't want to go back there. So now we have Chandler Parsons saying that Bradley Beal does not want to be a Wizard anymore, and he wants to see him on the Sixers. And then you have, you know, Brian Windhorse, who put out earlier today that, you know, Bradley Beal is probably going to get traded, and, and Brian Windhorse added a nugget onto this. He said that people are going to be surprised about the return for Bradley Beal. Brian Windhorst says he's not going to warrant as much return as you think he is, which means that, one, the Wizards have decimated his value, and they, you know, again, have made another bad decision as an organization, but, two, that some of these teams are going to start to really get involved now. I think Boston's going to get involved. I could see Golden State getting involved. I could see the Lakers getting involved. All these teams, Miami. Could the Sixers try to jump into that? Well, if those teams are in it, you probably don't even have a chance because I would take any of those other trade packages over Tobias Harris and Furk on Korkmaz or Jaden Springer or whatever. So what I'm saying here is that, man, Sixers are in a tough spot, man. They're in a tough, tough spot. Should they even try to get Bradley Beal? Should they even try to get Bradley Beal? I don't know. I don't know. Let's go to the phone lines, man. Let's get some thoughts up in here. Let's get a couple calls in. Shout out to all 300 plus in the chat. Guys, hit the like button. Thank you for being here. Rock with me. I know we've talked about a lot. We've covered a lot. Still a couple more things I want to hit on, but I'm going to go to the phones, get maybe one or two calls in here and uh, and get some thoughts, man. All right, let's go to... Uh, Let's go to the 510 and get a caller on the line. 510, what up? Yo. Yo, what's good? Yo, what up? All right, so I think that we should not trade for Bradley Beal because he's making like 51 million, and I don't like that. It'd be a tough contract for sure to swallow for four years. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that uh, Bradley Beal, uh, he's a pretty solid player, pretty good fit, but uh, I don't think it's good enough. I mean, I hear I you, man. I respect, he, I respect the take for sure. I think that we should build around our team uh, instead of getting a big three because the big three era is over. I think we should build like the Nuggets. What do you think about the Sixers signing potentially Bruce Brown? Uh, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to afford him. I think he just earned himself a bag by winning the finals. And to your point about the Nuggets, that sounds great. That sounds lovely. How are they going to build like the Nuggets, though? They don't have any draft picks. That's the tough part, man. That's true. I think uh, it starts with trading to buy shares for sure. Yeah, you're going to have to get that contract out of here. It's got to go. You got to clean up the mess. Yeah. All right, man. And what do you... Yeah. Yeah, go All ahead. Right. Go ahead. Last point. Oh, uh, what do you think about 
DeMar DeRozan coming to the Sixers. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I don't know if the Sixers could get that done either, but, um, you know, DeMar's had his own playoff demons. So, you know, I know a lot of people would complain about it for sure. All right. All right, man. Appreciate the call. Let's go one more and then uh, we'll read some of the chat and we'll get a couple final thoughts in here. Let's go to uh, 845. 845, what up? Yo, what up, RB? Yo, what up? So, I think, you know, I'm kind of 50-50 on, on the Harden thing. You know, Harden has done some really good things for the Sixers, but he's also done some really bad things. Yep. Having said that, if you don't re-sign him, I mean, you're you're pretty much screwed. You know, I, I've, been, I've been looking at the free agents, and, I'm you know, people are talking about all these crazy scenarios. Like, what are you going to do? Who are you going to get? Chris Middleton? I mean, <laughs> is that the answer? Yeah. Because with, with, with the Bradley Beal thing is, I mean, you, you got to believe that realistically only contenders are going to go for him. Because the, yep. the Blazers, I mean, if Portland wants to build around game, maybe the Blazers, the Bucks, mm-hmm. like you said, the, the, the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. The Sixers don't have any we type have, of package that can compare to what they can no offer. No assets at all. <laughs> Dude, it's, we're in a tough spot. Tougher than people realize. We're in a very, very, very tough spot. Because, I mean, you know what would have been perfect? And, you know, some people disagree. But theoretically, and I know that obviously you had to package these two to get Harden. But imagine if we had Harden, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I still don't think yeah. it would put you over the top, though. I think you have to get rid of Tobias Harris. I think that is one of the main keys. Well, before I was... Last year, I wanted to get rid of him for Bogdanovich. That's who I really want. I wanted Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah. Yeah, a player like that. But, you, you know, I you need know. an Aaron Gordon type. That's not obviously going to be as expensive as Aaron Gordon, but you need a guy like that or a KCP. You, you just need something. Because yeah. can P.J. Tucker Harris, give Harrison you anything Barnes. on the last leg? Can Tucker still give you anything? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I agree with literally every point you said. Like you said, if, I mean, at, at this point, the, the, the Sixers, they, they kind of have to re-sign Harden. Yeah, that, that's what it's coming down to. <laughs> that's what it's coming down to, man. Like, you almost have to. But you can't do it for a max contract or a four-year deal. Like you have to convince him on yeah. a two-year with a player option. That's what I want to see. Yeah, two-year with a player option. We'll see. I mean, if if if, if theoretically Beal does come to, to to the Sixers, I mean, yeah, I don't know. And I'll roll. The, the problem is, is this is my last point. I'll I'll bring up because I know you obviously got other calls to make. We don't have the role players. Like our role players are maybe average. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you got you got to find well, some of the diamonds big, in the rough. Yeah, I mean our big three would obviously be Tyrese, Joel, and Brad and Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. But I mean after that it's George and Yang. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nah, like, it's it's tough, man. Tough spot yeah. to be in. All right. Well, I appreciate the phone call. Yeah. Appreciate you know let me talk to you. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Caller's absolutely right. And when you get into the new CBA and, and all the new contract details and all that coming up, um, 
you're going to have to find some of these sneaky good players. Like last year when the Nuggets traded for KCP, I thought that was a midway trade. They signed Bruce Brown. I thought that was a mid-signing. Those guys were absolutely crucial to winning that championship. Obviously, they don't, they're not the guys that win it for you, but they did all the little things. They played the perfect role. Sixers need to find a guy like that to play the four. They need to find a sneaky good four to throw next to Joel Embiid. A guy that's just going to buy in and do his job. Doesn't have to take touches away from Maxi and Harden and Joel Embiid. They need a guy like that, man. That doesn't come at a steep price. Imagine if the Sixers had a Bruce Brown that could do all the little things. Couple problems, though. They don't have much cap space. The market is not dense right now. You're in a tough spot. It's almost like you have to re-sign James Harden. I I would like to see a two-year deal with a player option. I I know James... See, here's the thing. Would James accept the player option in year two? Probably not because after this year, if the Sixers don't win, he's probably going to want to leave. So if you could buy into the idea of a two-year deal, right? Say the Sixers go out, maybe they don't succeed again. Tobias walks, James Harden probably walks, boom. You're living a lot better than you are right now. Thing is, first year of a new head coach, you want to go in and win. You want to win, and you just don't have draft picks to try to do it. You're going to have to get a lot out of Jaden Springer. You're going to have to get a lot out of DeAnthony Melton. Other than those guys, who else do you trust? Are you going to re-sign George Niang? What about Furkan? Give me a break. Furkan's gone. He's gone in the wind. Shake Milton, let him go. No thank you. No thank you. Yeah, you got to make some decisions here, man. I see a couple people in the chat talking about trade and beat. Well, not to give you the, the tough truth here, but I have to do it. If you don't succeed this next year, then what do you do? Is Joel and B the only way to acquire draft assets? Who else? Are you, you're not trading Tyrese Maxey, most likely. So I think you're in a very tough spot. It sucks that they don't have draft picks because, you know, I think now after the Doc Rivers tenure, they could have benefited a lot more. They could have benefited a lot more. But they're not going to trade Embiid. They're, they're going to try to run this back. And I think, I, I mean, my deep down feeling right now with a couple weeks till free agency is that James is going to decline the player option like he did last year. But they're going to have some crucial conversations and they're going to have to really get James to buy into the idea of this team. But they can't go over the ledge and give him a three to four year deal. If they do that, oh, I mean, they they can't do that. They can't do that. I'm telling you right now, they can't do that. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Brandon says he won't be cheap. Shake's done. He's too inconsistent. I agree. He is done. He's done. Too inconsistent. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, we'll go one more caller. We'll get a couple more things in, and then we'll bounce. Let's go to the 863. Caller on the line. What up? What's up, RV? Yo, what up? It's Pete. Pete, what's up, man? 
from Lakeland, man. Um, I, I've been outside. Uh, I don't know what y'all been talking about. You you wanted to break man, down the uh, we, Sixers. We talked about everything, literally everything that t- that yeah. came out today. We talked about Doc Rivers' comments on the podcast, Rico Hines, Nick Nurse commenting on Harden, Harden staying or leaving, Bradley Bill. We talked about everything, man. Yeah, well, we can forget about Doc. You know, he we know how he does. <laughs> yep. He shits on all of his players, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm glad Doc's gone, man. It was hard watching him coach, just the way they yeah, looked on tough. the court. Yeah, it was I tough. Mean, he called a timeout. They come, they they come out after a timeout and look lost half the time. Yep. What do you, What do you think, Pete, about uh, about James Harden? Stay or go? He's got to go, man. What's What's the backup you plan? Watch, hey, man. Who's the backup? Yeah, no, like what's what's your backup plan if he does go? Like, where what's your next step at that point? Oh, it's Maxie's time, baby. Okay, you gotta let him go. I mean, and B ain't getting any younger. This is his chance. Yeah, no, I agree. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you need a little bit more than just Maxie, though. I, I think they have to find something else as well. I just don't know their options. Yeah, well, that's a hard one. Yeah. yeah. Seems like everybody we go after doesn't really give us what we want. Yeah. It's been a common theme for a couple of years. Unfortunately. <laughs> um you know, I think Springer, you know, I watched him a lot in the G League and uh man, he's already an elite defender. Yeah, he just hasn't played at all in the league. Other than well, garbage minutes, goes back to Doc Rivers. Yeah, that Doc's Doc Rivers' inability to uh, to play and develop young players very much hurt the Sixers, and he got rid of all the guys that could have been gems with Nick Nurse, Batsy, Joe. Those were big. They helped out the. Um, they would have helped out immensely this year. I don't even want to think about Isaiah Joe on a Nick Nurse team, man. He would have been incredible. I mean, we all seen his stroke from the get go. He had one of the best strokes in the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I thought. I mean, there's just no reason to get rid of him for nothing. Um, just a bad decision. Bad decision. And Glenn kept it, uh, running PJ Tucker out there every night. Yeah, every night. Yeah, it was tough, man. Well, I I hope no they no can, experimentation. Uh, you know. Yeah, nah. the only experimentation he did was the last game of the season when he put um, Harrell and uh, Deadman in together. We had, we finally had two big guys in the game. Oh man, I felt like he was slapping us all in the face that night. It it took him a while. It definitely took him a while. Um, I'm glad he finally played Paul Reed, but got to do a lot more than that, man. Yeah, I'm a big Reed fan. You know that. Yeah, man, absolutely. But hey, man, yeah, I, I, hope they I, I appreciate the call as always, man. Hey, uh, you did a great job, man. You were the MVP of broadcast. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that, and and hope to see you call back in, man. Shout out to the caller. Um, yeah, caller summed it up, man. Tough decisions, tough things. I know I've we've been saying that a lot, but nothing else will happen until James Harden is either re-signed or leaves. And that could take, who who knows how long that could take. We're going to wait and see James Harden decline the player option. That's almost a given at this point, but will it be Philly or will it be Houston? Let me end off here with a question to the chat, to the people out there. Do you think, honestly, if you had to predict right now, is James Harden going to stay with Philadelphia or is he going to leave? 
What do you think is actually going to happen? Do you think he will stay with Philadelphia or leave? That's the next domino. First domino is the coach. Second domino is James Harden. So we'll see, man. Let's see. We got uh, Rhino. He says, Doc changed defensive scheme after Tatum dropped 30. (laughs) Oh, man. That game seven is going to sit with me for a long, long time, man. That is the first time I can really look at Joel Embiid and say, man, that was embarrassing. The way Joel, and then after the game, just not even like, not even, you know, where was the frustration at? He was joking about Giannis's comments. Like, Joe, you can't do that, man. That was a terrible look. This should have been the team. James and Joel were literally no-shows, and it was embarrassing, man. It was embarrassing. And now... Sixers fans have to live with that until next year. Regular season didn't mean anything. Joel did get his MVP, but now, I mean, that doesn't matter. You got to get where you're trying to go. And, uh, man, it, it, that was sickening. And then the Nuggets win the finals. The one year that Joel Embiid finally wins the MVP, the Nuggets win the whole damn thing. Jokic wins finals MVP. Let's see, I got a couple people saying that James Harden stays secret underdog. What's up, my man? Shout out to the mod squad. Guys, if you haven't joined the Discord, come on over, join the Discord. We're in there talking every single day. Follow the Instagram, follow me on Twitter. You know the drill. Hope he leaves, praying on it. Stay if he cares about winning. Phoenix is a good fit for Harden if he's willing to take less money. I don't think he's going to Phoenix. And I definitely don't think Daryl Morey would do a sign and trade for Chris Paul. I think that is out the window. No way. I think Chris Paul is going to be a six-man on a contender. I don't think there's a sign-and-trade in play there. When he came out with, the others have to be better, that was sad. That was just disgusting, and it just I, I was very much disappointed in Joel Embiid. And it sucks that that's the last thing of the season, and it's got to sit with you until October, man. He needs to come out with a different approach, different mentality. If Maury had balls, he'd sign hard and trade him for Lillard or Levine. Here's the problem with that. Portland's not doing it, and Chicago's not doing it. I don't think people realize that there are not many teams out there that want to do a sign and trade for James Harden, especially for four years. It's not happening. Like That's why I don't think James Harden is going to sign that type of deal. I think it is likely he'll be back, but I think it's going to be more on a two-year deal. Because as good as James played in a regular season, he was fantastic. Once again, it showed up in the playoffs, and he he was not that guy. And that is always going to live with him when you bring up his name until he changes the narrative. I don't think James Harden can command that type of money unless it's from Houston and they just want to get a veteran point guard and let him nurture those young guys and and try to, you know, elevate their play and, and, you know, teach them different things about his journey through the NBA and with Houston and all that. I don't see other teams like dying to get James Harden on a a four-year deal, three-year deal. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Harden could decline his player option and sign with Phoenix. He, He could definitely sign with anybody. 
Question is, does James want to do that? I think he's looking for the most money possible and the most years. I think the years are important. I think James wants stability. I think he wants stability. I don't, I don't think he wants to sign a two-year deal again, which is, again, where these negotiations will come in. So we'll have to see, man. Guys, before we get out of here, once again, shout out to Mantis Sleep. Get your Mantis Sleep Mask Pro. Click the link down in the description. Use promo code PhillyTake. Get 10% off this bad boy. Unbelievable, man. will guide your sleep to a much better lifestyle. Also, guys, tomorrow, if you were not here at the beginning of the show, tomorrow, we will be on Bleacher Report. We will be on Bleacher Report hosting a show tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to drop the link in the chat. All you have to do is click this link, download the app. It's completely free. Go to the Sixers tab or just click this link. Tomorrow, Bleacher Report, 2 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to be doing a show on there, and I'm going to go over my top five trades that could happen for the Philadelphia 76ers this offseason. I need you guys to show up and show out. If you've ever supported this show, supported my vision, or supported what I want to do here in any capacity, or if you just like the, the talk, the NBA talk, the Sixers talk, whatever it is, I need you guys to show up tomorrow on the Bleacher Report app at 2 p.m. Eastern time. This could be huge, man. So come on over. We'll be there for a half hour. We're just hanging out, talking Sixers, and uh, we'll have a lot of good stuff over there tomorrow. So be sure to tune in, man. I want to thank everybody for coming out to the show. As always, we're back with the live streams. Guys, next week, NBA drafts. Can you believe it's here next week? There's only one problem. The Sixers have no draft picks. Now, maybe they'll trade in. Maybe they'll trade into the second round. Who knows? Maybe they'll trade in. But other than that, man, I don't know. I don't know. We'll probably be streaming the NBA draft, and we're obviously going to get into all the free agency stuff. That's one of the best shows of the year. Once free agency hits, we hop on, we react to all the news live. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. So the live streams will continue. We've been dropping videos every day. Be sure to check those out. Once again, follow on all socials. Um, Can you watch on a PC or do you have to download the app? Uh, You can watch on a PC. All you have to do is click that link. You should be able to hop right on PC, phone, whatever it is. Uh, You should be good to go. Should be good to go. Do you have to have a Bleacher Report account? Uh, That is a good question. I do not believe so. I do not believe so. It might try to make you uh, sign up for an account. Again, it is 100% free. Um, But I don't think you need a Bleacher Report official account. I think you could just click the link, come on over and, and hang out. We'll be in the stream. If you do have to, though, again, it takes probably two seconds All you do is enter your email address, and that's it. So we will be posting this link on Twitter, Instagram, and on Community tomorrow, and with a reminder, of course, but 2 p.m. Eastern time again, if you guys have ever wanted to support me, this is a huge opportunity to do so. Thank you all for being here in the show tonight, man. Watch this back on the replay. I never mentioned this, but um, all these shows are available on Apple Podcasts as well, Spotify. If you guys are in the car or something, want to throw it on, you can always do that audio version as well. Shout out to Sixer Nation, man. Going to be a good off season. A lot of drama coming up. 
lot to break down as always appreciate all of you man tune in tomorrow catch you guys on the next one have a good night peace